Welcome to the Shuffle Curious Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lynch. Have you ever seen an amazing shuffler at a show or festival and wondered, how did they get started? How did they develop their skills? And who are they beyond the dance floor? Well, that's exactly what we're exploring in the show. We'll dive into the personal experiences of the dancers that make up our beloved community. We'll be learning more about who they are and what makes this dance so special to them. So with that, let's jump into the show and let's get curious together. This is episode 24 of the Shuffle Curious podcast featuring Alex James, also known as Jungle Punk Behind the Decks and Bashir Hashimi, also known as Skeleton, both being producers, DJs, breakers, and shufflers who are set on growing their scene in Albany, New York. I hope you guys enjoy. Alex, Bosh, how are you, gents? Good, Patty. How are you, man? Good, good. All is well. All is well. Um, it's so great to be able to have uh, this opportunity to, to talk to you guys today. Um, we had a great night uh, last night, and um, you know this is a good way to you know sustain that and to, to continue to connect. You know, there was a lot going on yes. <laughs> last night. Yeah. You guys had um, a very long job description of that yeah. night oh, being yeah. the event organizers of a pretty stellar event and also um, DJing there as well. You guys had a back-to-back set and then also contributing vibes on the dance floor (laughs) where you could. So um, that was very much um, appreciated. But um, I just want to get into a little bit as to how I met met, um, you gentlemen. So um, I don't know if you remember, Alex, but a couple couple months ago, um, I reached out um, after I knew that I was getting accepted into the uh, the Spanish program yep. um, that I'm in now. And um, I was just kind of seeing who I could connect with beforehand so that um, when I got here, it, it would be easy just to link up and, mm-hmm. and either, you know, attend some events, get down on a shuffle meetup, all that type of stuff. So I was looking for DJs and or shufflers, da- just dancers right. in general who would you know, share a similar interest and love for the music. And so my search started in um, Burlington, actually, because the Spanish school that I'm in is in Middlebury, Vermont. So it's, you know, across the way. And um, there's really not a scene there, or at least, you know, if there's any uh, shufflers or DJs um, listening to this, like shout me out because I couldn't find you. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, so then that led me to Albany and um, I don't know if someone gave me a lead or if I was just, you know, looking and, okay. and you know, I just found you serendipitously. Nice. Um, but um, I found you nonetheless Absolutely. and um, you, had, you told me about an event that you had coming up that you had organized. It was um, Eyes Over Albany. Mm-hmm. And um, so at that point, you know, I've... I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll make that four-hour Greyhound uh, trip down here. <laughs> you know, I'm sure I'll need it after, you know, two weeks of, of just being in academia and, yep. you know, trying to do that thing, a little bit of a break um, from all that just to get down and, and, to, and to hang out. So, and, um, so I rogered up with you on, over Instagram, but a couple days later, you had asked me uh, for my email address and you're just like, I, what's, a, what's a good way of sending something, you know what I mean, yeah. to you uh, uh, via email. And so I gave that to you. And then, so you gave me a, um, a ticket to the event, Eyes Over Albany. And 
and that was your first gesture of of hospitality, you know, towards me. So I I really appreciated that. And even from the first message and exchange that we had, um, you were very welcoming, and you wanted to, you know, you wanted to connect in, in a meaningful way. So. Um, I really appreciated that about course, our, our interaction and then like the continuation of that um, from that point on. So fast forward to uh, two months later, yeah. <laughs> um, Eyes Over Albany, the event you guys um, hosted uh, happened yesterday. And um, one of the first one of the first uh, people to greet me and make me feel welcome was was you, Bosch. Yeah, you know, I, I think you were out. You were, you know, doing your thing. And like, uh, I, I don't know where you were um, initially when I first got there, um, probably just in the in the uh, the back curtain, you know, making so, sure everything yeah, was go, yeah, going well. Absolutely. But you were getting down on the dance floor so, um, with the rest of the homies so, out there. And you were one of the first people to, to greet me and say what's up. So um, from from the beginning of that event, I felt very welcomed and I felt um, kind of, I was at home and I was with people who were yeah. vibing um, on the same wavelength yes. as me. So, um, and you know, with that, like you guys curated such an, an amazing environment environment there. I'm kind of gonna give the listeners just a description of, of what all that entailed. So um, you had mentioned that, uh, Alex, you had mentioned that uh, the skyscraper was like a mini skyscraper in Albany. It was pretty freaking big. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I'm, I've always been afraid of heights, but when I was up there, I was like, Oh, what the, and so we were on the observation deck yes. of, um, what, what's the, what's the skyscraper? The Corning, tower. Corning, Corning tower. Corning tower. Yeah. Corning tower. Yeah. Observation deck, obviously the, you know, the top floor and you guys are throwing house and techno and, you know, you have, uh, um, professional lighting and production mm -hmm. there you have hors d'oeuvres and different snacks and um, two two bars um, for people to purchase drinks and and things like that a huge um, uh, dance floor for whoever wanted to mm -hmm. use it great floors for shuffling in particular yes, which yes. I appreciated um, so it, it was just such a great environment for all of the patron patrons that attended and I was thoroughly impressed. And I was talking to you guys beforehand that I want to take a chapter out of your book now and like see how we can do awesome, something absolutely. like that in Denver. You know, um, I, it was never it was never a um, a thought in my mind to be like we could be on the top of a skyscraper. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like a proof of concept that this can happen and like this can this can work and you can bring it into um, you know the community. And, you know, maybe Denver has never had that in, right. uh, before. Yeah. And so it's, it's cool to be able to take, to, to take a page out of your guys' book and, awesome, and to apply it, you know, Absolutely. to another scene, another community, for sure. that sort of thing. So for that, for, you know, for the gestures that you, you guys have given me, you know, before, before the event, during the event, um, I want to thank you both. Uh, for Absolutely. just like a, a warm welcome. Our pleasure, man. Our pleasure, <laughs> seriously. We just want to really thank you for being a part of it. You know, you brought a whole different vibe to it in itself, you know, and that just really feeds the party more, you know? So thank you, you know? I appreciate that. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, and then uh, with that, I thank you guys. And I also want to give an apology. <laughs> I was telling you guys about the after party um, that I went to and it was, it, the, the night was a lot of fun overall, but after, after that event, I was so drained. I went to the after party for like 20 minutes, sat down, Sinclair was on the decks yes, and like, 
was just like, oh man, I'm tired. I'm, I'm getting an Uber. I was like, get my Uber from there. So we, uh, I had to live another day or, you know. Yeah, it's all good, man. So, but I just want to shout out all, all the DJs that Absolutely. were at the, um, that were at the event, um, Eyes Over Albany. So um, your, your guys' homie Brent uh, was there Brent, throwing yeah, down yeah. B2B with uh, Sinclair. Yep a dope melodic techno um set and like kind of kind of branching into um i wouldn't say hard techno it wasn't the bpm for it but some harder stuff some more grittier they're creeping up to like that 135 bpm i looked on the decks i was like oh all right all right (laughs) no i was getting down to that for sure and then you know true master with all of his groovy um his groovy um uh, set list yeah yeah he was killing it, and then yourself, uh, yourselves with the uh, with the B two B that you did in the middle. So a lot of talent there, a little something for everyone, yeah. and um, yeah, I could I could really appreciate that too. You know, I, I think all the and all the patrons knew that it was a house and techno event. Yeah, yeah. So there was not there was no set where where people were like tapping their foot and waiting for the next right. DJ. Everyone yeah. was vibing. Yeah. So. It was yep. well procured um, in 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 that sense. So, Thank you, man. Yeah. So awesome. It was it was awesome stuff. Do you guys have anything you want to add about the event or or um, you know just t- talking points or or anything? Yeah. Again, just one more shout out to Brent Bedit, Sinclair, DJ TrueMaster, Bosch Skeleton, myself, Mazone, um, Corning Tower, all the staff, all the patrons who came, Patty for coming out and rocking with us. <laughs> It was just uh, such a great time. And like we were saying, um, uh, everyone knew to come and expect house and techno, but we still tried to curate the best we can because we assume maybe 40, 50% of the patrons there aren't fully into the house and techno scene, Mm -hmm. which is completely fine. But everyone loves sunsets. Everyone loves to dance. Everyone (laughs) loves cocktails. Everyone loves some snacks. So um, even if people weren't fully digging the vibe, everyone was still, you know, there. It was a very family environment, family-friendly environment. Um, everyone's dancing, no issues. Yeah. And um, the area we live in is hard to throw events because there's always an issue. But it, we had to worry about nothing. Like yeah. security had no issues. The DJs had no issues. Mm-hmm. It was just all around love. So thank you to everybody one more time for coming exactly. out and making our second annual Eyes Over Albany. Mm-hmm. Thank you all. And if I can just add on to that, um, I just want to really thank everybody for just kind of coming with their own character, you know, whether they, um, you know, sort of gave to the party through their DJing, through their special music selection, uh, to to the dancers that came out, you know, Mm. so many different varieties of dancing, uh, Mm. shuffling as yourself, um, breaking a little bit of this and that, you know, so it was a very interesting vibe and everybody definitely bought like a very unique character, you know, and uh, a very unique flavor even to the mm-hmm. event itself so thank you all <laughs> yeah dude i saw some um uh there was one girl who was doing uh contemporary did you see that yeah, she was doing she some con- spun around yeah 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 she <laughs> the, someone spilled some drinks on the floor so she kind of tripped up a little bit but like but she she recovered and she was getting it <laughs> she was crushing it and that's what that's what we love a lot of people coming out of their shell and just feeling free and just jumping in there mm-hmm. at whatever point of the night, you know, you don't have to be the first one out, but it's yeah. really cool. Um, a bunch of new faces. We probably knew 
maybe 20% of the people there. Everyone else was a brand new face. So it's just, it's a really cool feeling to see all the walks of light come in and people feel free around us. Do you, do you think that um, from holding this event initially, because you guys did one before before this. Last uh, year. Yeah, yeah, last year. Do you think a lot of um, people returned be, because of that? You know, there was like that proof of concept of what, of what the vibe was going to be. There definitely was, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and people... We're saying like we've been looking forward to this, you know, all year. Mm-hmm. Where you gotta do this every year, but um, there was a bunch of events going on the same day. A smaller event outside at what we call the Egg. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a theater and something at um, um an Apple Orchard. I think there's another music fest out oh, there. Yeah. So uh, Dave Matthews Band was also up at Saratoga, which is like 30 minutes away. So a lot of events going on, and a lot of people. Ended up going to those, which is cool. It's fine. Um, so it was mostly new faces. Besides yeah, yeah. our like tight group that comes out to a lot of our events, it was mm-hmm. mostly new people, which is, we love that. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be the same people always coming out. We love you guys regardless, but yeah. it's cool to see the cycle of new faces always coming in. It just grows the community more. Yeah. And and nonetheless, it was a sold out event. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. was, you guys packed the house yeah. uh, one, one way or another. That's it. Uh, yep. So, you know, keep crushing it. I, I, I love to see it. And we can get into, you know, your guys' position in this uh, Albany scene yep. and community of fostering um, just or creating space for these types of events cool. for the dance, you know, yep. the, the electronic dance scene mm-hmm. um, just in general and to, and to give opportunities for be for people to be able to you know share share the dance floor share the decks share the vibes you know that that come with it you know so um with that i would like to get into your guys's um backgrounds um so uh we can start with you uh first alex so um i just want to know um where you're originally from um how long you've been in albany if you've been here all along that's cool too um, and I'll have, uh, you can answer any of these, actually answer those first and then, and I'll have a follow on. I don't want to bombard you. <laughs> sure. So I'm born and raised here, rain Schenectady, uh, my whole life. Um, yeah, just been, I'm a Schenectady boy. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Um, and so how long have you been, um, I'll start with DJing, producing, um, and then also breaking and or shuffling, you know, uh, you can, you can answer that however you like. Breaking has been my longest. We're going on about 10 years. Um, producing has been just since the start of COVID. Mm-hmm. DJing has been about a year before COVID. Shout out to my man, DJ Toom, who started hooking me up because I originally wanted to be a breaking DJ mm-hmm. in DJ battles, and I still want to. But um, yeah, so going on about three years for DJing and um, shuffling also since the start of COVID. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And Bosch yourself. Uh, um, myself, yeah. So um, originally from Afghanistan, my family is all from Afghanistan, but I was born and raised here in Schenectady, down the street from this guy. You know, <laughs> we've actually been living down the street from each other like way back when, but we never knew that until like years later that we met, you know, so that was crazy. Um, but born and raised here in Schenectady, you know, my whole life. Yeah. Got it. And how long have you been um, DJing, producing, shuffling, breaking? Absolutely. So, um, I've, everything that I've learned comes from my man here, Jungle Fog. He taught me how to DJ. Um, we actually go back until like uh, a breaking days. Um, we have a mutual friend who sort of connected us. And from there, we started building a crew together. We've been breaking, like he said, about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and um, 
after that, we got into around the COVID time. We uh, that's when we started DJing just before COVID, and then uh, I think I started producing about a year after Jungle Punk started, if I'm not mistaken. And um, yes, yeah, just about got it. And I yeah. saw I saw you getting down shuffling. How long have you been yeah, you've been yeah. shuffling for? Um, so shuffling, <clears throat> I didn't get into it until after um, I want to say. Maybe about a year after COVID is okay. when I really try to get the basics down. Because for me, I couldn't really have house music and not really shuffle. Mm-hmm. It, it, shuffling just really gives it a different sort of expression, you know, with that every energy to the step that you give to the yeah. kick. It, it, it feels like rewarding almost, you know. Mm-hmm. Hitting every beat hit has every like beat a sense of, yeah, yeah, down, satisfaction to you it. You know, letting the kick sort of take over you and just stomping every kick. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, um, with shuffling, I love to express every other form of dance that I do, um, whether through breaking or even tricking with the flips and everything mm-hmm. that I can, and, um, just really present like an overall, um, uh, a hybrid, a hybrid exactly approach to, like hybrid. to your dance. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I didn't, I didn't see my observation. I didn't see either of you getting down to one particular dance style. Like me, you know what I mean? Like I'm just there, I'm there shuffling, getting it. you know what I mean? It's like a little bit of industrial arm flow, stuff like that. But like you guys, you guys were, you know, hit, it was hip hop. It was, it was breaking. It was shuffling. You know what I mean? It was, it was all across the board. So um, that was dope to see. And um, I, I think it's a testament to how long you guys have been doing, you know, these trades and being a continual learner mm-hmm. of of the dance you know yeah, yeah. and it's probably I, I always feel like it serves um djs and producers when they know how to dance because they know what what is going to get people off their chair and on the dance floor yeah, <laughs> you know exactly, what i mean exactly. so um I, I think that's a it's a leverage point and an advantage for y'all as you're going through um your journeys um in, in the music in the music scene but then also absolutely. just as dancers as well absolutely yeah we say that all the time we completely agree just having the sense of the dance floor and knowing you know what resonates with the dance floor translates to DJing and producing so much. Um, if you don't have that awareness, you know, there's DJs who are still super talented, but it's harder to connect, I would assume, if you don't resonate with the dance floor on a personal level. Like, mm-hmm. we know what we like. We know what our group likes on the floor. So when we're up there on the decks, we'll like, I'm going to get... <laughs> yeah. And we say this all the time, because uh, sometimes we have to do open format events, which is, we love it still. And we'll see a bunch of people sitting down. I'm like, I'm going to get everyone up right now. Yeah. And you just know, you know, because yeah. what would get us up out of our chair? Exactly. So we're we're able to really tap into that. And it's just been so helpful just starting as a dancer first. It's an unfair. It's an unfair advantage. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's OK to say we've all got our unfair advantages yeah, and we need to exploit absolutely. them. Like Because yep. sometimes they just came to us. Sometimes it's just an interest that you had yeah. beforehand and you didn't know it would even serve you in right. the future. But now it does. Like now you guys are, are getting after it on the production side. And like, you know, you have that ear. For it because you've lit you know you've lived right through it yeah. so and someone someone else might not have that experience yeah. but maybe they might have like you know i don't know music theory experience or something else so and then they can lean into that so yep. it's like you just got to use what you what, what was given to you Absolutely. you know exactly. um just for for the audience to know a little bit more about you i'd like to ask um how were you guys as children <laughs> I, that says a lot about, you know what I mean, how you are as an adult. I was an absolute nerd, and I would not change a thing. <laughs> Video games, 
with my older brother all the way until I graduate high school, anime, and I still do that stuff. I'm a, I'm a grown kid. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Oh man, I was like super introverted, man. There was like nothing that I can, that I wanted to do because I just kept to myself, you know? Uh, so I was very introverted and much like Alex here, I was uh, like video games, anime, man, all of that. And I still do, you know? Um, so that hasn't changed, but, but again, dance really took me out of my comfort zone and it, it really just opened me up, you know? So it's a lot to learn. Yeah. <laughs> a lot to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Okay, we'll kind of get into origins. So, and we can take this in any direction. I know that breaking is number one, like kind of like your guys's pri- primary primary dance form that you that you enjoy and you love, um, and you've been doing it the longest out of out of all of your um, ventures. So, um, I guess like when did that start? When did when did breaking um, enter enter your life? When did you start? getting the interest or um, you were primed to like start a journey in, in breakdancing? Let's see. Breaking started when I started really going to the clubs when I was of age because I wanted to get some girls. <laughs> <laughs> and there was uh, one dude, I'll never forget him, Gabe. And, you know, me and my nerdy friends sitting there against the wall. And this one kid, Gabe, was a sick break dancer. He'd come out, do a bunch of moves. And all the girls were like, hey, Gabe. <laughs> we're like, let's learn. <laughs> Woo! So we would practice all the time. And um, the guy was there yesterday, actually, who we started with, Mahad. Shout out to Mahad. He's the one who actually linked us yeah. um, because we started really taking it serious. We meet up at the park every week and practice. He's like, oh, I know this kid, Bosh. He's a breaking too. I have to link you guys. Um, and yeah, since then it's been, you know, so much deeper than just the dance. Uh, we formed a brotherhood from it, which is what I think really kept us dancing for so long. If it wasn't for these guys, I don't know if I would have stayed as motivated to dance all these years because, um, in this area, you know, when people hear New York, they're like, oh, you're from New York. It's like so much, so many events. It's not New York city, you know, mm-hmm. up here it's. Just like if you look up trying to find house music events, you weren't able to find anything in Burlington. Within this 50-mile radius, it's very scarce to find dance events, electronic music events. There's no breaking events up here. Um, So we really formed a strong bond and kind of kept each other going. Absolutely. Um, So... Mine just started, like, I'm not even going to lie, man. Mine started when I uh, I watched uh, Step Up 3, you know, and I was like, that's like super cool, man. I really want to do it. Because at the time, I felt like I just really, there was something that I wanted to do sort of to like just, you know, express myself, I guess, because I was very introverted, you know. So I saw the movie and then uh, I started training a bit. I want to say about a year I was training and then I met our good friend Mahad, who eventually introduced me to Alex and everybody else and... Yeah, from there, it just took off. Got it, yeah. got it. So sources of inspiration, exactly. kind of, you know, through media and <laughs> and, uh, and seeing that. And then, you know, for you, you wanted to, wanted to chat with the chicas. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and, and but really, I mean, dance is uh, such a way to get out of your shell. And, fit, you know, you said you were a nerd for, yeah, for the longest time. Yeah. Maybe not the most calibrated with like the opposite sex and things like that. Dance is like the number one way of feeling more comfortable in your body, like giving yourself a little bit more swag and and confidence. Because it's like when you feel good about how you're moving to the music that you like, it 
it just creates this this whole new aura of, of yourself. You know what I mean? You're you're more you're more able to um, express yourself and and who you are. Like you don't you're not pulling any punches anymore. Right. Like you can be more vulnerable uh, with whoever. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you're trying to get girls. It doesn't matter if you're trying to make new friends. It doesn't matter if you're in a you're in an interview for a job. Like you're going to have a little bit more of that. Just you know. Not, not really caring, not right. really caring yeah. much about what, what other people think, but, but also uh, you're, you're showcasing yourself in a, in a light that's authentic to, yeah. to you. You know what I mean? Like you're, the, that insecurity is not, is not so involved anymore, you know? Absolutely. <clears throat> and um, the saying dance is a universal language, it's like so literal that we love it. We traveled to Brazil together with my wife, Sarah, and um crazy dancers there insane mm. a lot of breakers some of the best in the world and um at the time our portuguese wasn't that good now we speak it um but traveling there everyone understands this on the dance floor yeah, yeah. doesn't matter what <laughs> language you speak if you throw something down and it's dope yeah Probably. universal language yeah. you know so it's just an amazing way to connect with other people other cultures um every time we travel um, if we're not fully like immersed in the culture yet, usually we'll go out to a nightclub and, you know, just share the unspoken bond with people just through dance. And it's, it's just a different level of just resonating with people. And we love it. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, and I didn't know that about, about you guys either. And if we could, we can kind of unpack that a little bit, um, that trip to Brazil, sure. um, what inspired that and, um, you know, how, I mean, how did it how did it really come to fruition, and what was like your kind of mission statement of of being there um, as well? So my wife is the one who always motivates me to travel places. She's the one who really like got me the first time out of the country. She's been in Brazil years ago. Um, she told me all about it. I've always loved <laughs> loved Brazil from playing Tekken as a kid. Mm. Eddie Gordo, you know, the Brazilian capoeira player. Um, so I was like, let's do it. So she took me my first time. My second time I went there to volunteer with kids, actually teaching dance. Mm. And then I was teaching dance and I was learning Portuguese. And then we went there. Um, we were really into breaking is when we really started to become like best friends. And I was like, come with me. And so we did it and we ended up traveling all the way up the coast of the entire country. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was it? Um, about a month. Five weeks worth? Just about, yeah. yeah. Just about. Started from Rio all the way up to Fortaleza, was it? Or, yep. Yeah. And just the the mission was to just just go out there and live. Mm -hmm. Yep. Meet some dancers, go to some parties, find some raves, yeah. and uh, just really immerse in the culture. And Brazilian culture is probably the most hospitable in the world, I have to yeah. say. Yep. Very well. Is the I'm sure the scene was like pretty pretty good. You know what I mean? If you guys were if you guys were occupied, you know that whole time. We didn't want to leave. <laughs> we didn't want to leave. It's something every day. From the minute you wake up, you go to the beach, you work out, find a day party, hang out with some new friends, catch a sunset somewhere, go for a dip, get ready for the night, and do it over the next day and the next day. And it's just like you never never yeah. get over it. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you you guys still stay in touch with a lot of the people who you connected with during yeah, that trip? So yeah, we try on Instagram and everything, you yeah. know, and reach out a bit here and there. And ah. I want to say like Brazil was even the country that broke me out of the shell, started going to clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, I would never go to clubs before Brazil, man. And then I just I just seen it in Brazil, and it was just like so like like just welcoming, you know. 
And then after that, we got back here and then we just, I started kicking it back with Alex and everybody else going to the clubs. It's just a, just, yeah. it's a different vibe. You see, I mean, you know, traveling just opens your eyes. And then, um, again, it was really hard to get him to go to the clubs. Seeing him now, you I'll never would have guessed go. it. You know, this guy is the first one go. out on the floor. But that's because, you know, American culture is just based around going and getting fucked up at the club. Mm-hmm. But overseas, people are just going there to dance, going there to have a good time, enjoy life, meet no new people. You don't really get that here. Everyone just wants to, you know. Take a selfie. It's mm-hmm. all for the Instagram. I'm going to get drunk. Which, you know, to each their own. But it's just a completely different perspective um, going to clubs overseas that everyone needs to experience. Yeah. My word to everybody. Travel. <laughs> 100%. 100%. I can attest to that. Yes. And, not, and just just to see how another culture does things. Like, yes. like how I was saying um, that I was inspired by the event that you guys put on yesterday and that I want to bring it back to to my scene right. you know what i mean because i think it'll serve it yeah. in, in a meaningful way that's the same thing with travel like you can see how another culture does something you can see how another scene does something and then you can kind of bring that that ambiance back to to yours and try and normalize yep. it as a yep. thing because like it because people will get behind it if it's if it's better than what you already have mm-hmm. then like you know, people will be like, okay, yeah, I'm down. Like I'm down to, I'm down to go to the clubs and, and just not to get fucked up. You know what I mean? Let's have a sober club night. Yeah. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. I I don't drink when I go out, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm the sober one. I just literally music, dance and meet people and communicate, learn more about them. And that to me is the perfect night, you know? So and that whole concept of taking something and bringing it home with you is how eyes over Albany came to be. Mm -hmm. You know, this, Taking what's something that's super common in New York City, like you can find skyscraper parties any night of the week, uh, but up here, there's none. Yeah. So we took that idea. We're dri- we're driving home from some. Um, it was a boat party in New York City, I'm pretty sure. And so we ended up doing a boat party here a couple years ago too, because of partying down there. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really do it anymore. It's just a lot of work. But um, I think we we're driving home one night. We saw Corning Tower. We were like that <laughs> people are like it's a government building you're not gonna be able to do it i'm like well i get things done yeah. <laughs> and yeah so that's that's exactly how it came to be just taking the what someone else does that we don't have bring it here and normalize it and then it's stuck mm-hmm. yeah yeah i want to i kind of want to keep rolling with that um so you guys are, are becoming known for throwing these events and putting your head like the hive mind of of these type of events and, and throwing them. So, you know, in in this community, like how did that what were the origins of that? You know what I mean? How did that start? Like what what was the first a first of first event that you guys threw, you put your heads together where you're like this would be this would be a dope thing to do. You know what I mean? We'll have this lineup, it'll be in this location. Like we have we have people who will we think we'll be interested. We don't know yet, but like there's not a proof of concept yet, but you're going to like go out on a limb and, and do it. What was like the start of that and how has that progressed over time? And also maybe, maybe just like kind of dating that too, like for, just so people know like where you guys have, um, uh, where you guys were and like where you've gotten to today mm-hmm. with, with like these, um, basically promotion and, um, and just, yeah, throwing, throwing parties in general. Yeah. So we started D 
DJing out on the streets in the parks for nobody, for ourselves. <laughs> it basically started um, the, the kickoff of lockdown. Um, we started practicing in my basement. And uh, it was just getting to be like spring. So it was getting nice outside. So we're like, oh, let's go try it at the park and practice. Um, did that for a little while, just solely just to practice, you know, with the goal in mind, like at the end of COVID, we're going to be able to do this. <laughs> but uh, leading up to that, um, we'd be at parks and then like a group of five people come. Like, hey, This is cool. Next weekend, we'll do it again. Like 20 people will come. Like, all right, let's try this at a bigger park. So we went up to uh, Lake George, which is a lake about mm -hmm. an hour north. And they have this stage and we would set up just no plan in mind. Let's just play some house music. And we end up giving like 50, 60, sometimes up to 100 people. And we're like, let's make this a thing. Mm -hmm. And finally, we're like, let's make this somehow some kind of official event. And uh, the mayor called the police and the police came and fined us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just trying to bring some good vibes to the people. Uh, we had no club gigs at the time. Didn't even really have a plan for it. Um, it was That was the turning point. When we got fined, we were like, fuck doing it outside for free. How can we bring this into into an actual venue yeah. where we can like start to actually grow a crowd, not get shut down. And um, the next stage after that. Um, I think after that, I think we still kept playing. We actually played right at the Empire Plaza after that too. Um, just outside of the Corning Tower, if those like stairways that go up. And we would play there for a bit until it eventually got shut down over there too. And so it was just that constant you know, getting shut down by the police that we just said, all right, we got to, uh, if it's not going to happen this year, we got to focus for the next year and like literally just make sure that everybody that we've met along the way, that people who came out, we made sure again to connect with them and just spread out the word. Like eventually when we do, when we are able to like book a venue, you know, and we can spread this word out to people and for promotion, um, even still we go out in person, you know, we make sure that, um, go out to the streets and just sort of like, or even other parties, just see who's dancing, who enjoys themselves dancing. And we would approach them and just be like, hey, you know, do you like house music or techno? And we got this party coming up, would you like to come out? You know, and then exchange Instagrams and everything. And um, just make sure and like stay within like sort of that premise, you know, mm -hmm. like approaching meeting. So it's not just like virtual flyers and everything, kind of having a face to it, you know, and it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of work. Yeah, it's not like the the shotgun approach where it's just like blasting yeah. shit out when you don't have any rapport with with anyone. Exactly. It's more like the sniper approach where exactly. it's like you see someone that you feel would be a good fit for an event that you're doing, <laughs> exactly. creating a, a some kind of relationship yeah. with them, whether that be just going up to them and you know starting a conversation Absolutely. at a show, and then like. And then maybe sending them a flyer or something personal afterwards. I feel like that's probably in, especially in this kind of, you know, scene or whatever, where maybe it's not the biggest thing ever. You're, you guys aren't in New York City. Right. That might be the most effective approach, you know, because the last thing you want is just to send, you know, send out a bunch of flyers or like post it on Instagram and just like pray to God that someone, <laughs> that someone comes. But if you've made an effort on a one-on-one -on -one basis with someone, mm -hmm. They're they're probably gonna show up and at least just like see what it's all about, you know. And if they don't if they don't like it, which I don't think that that's the case from what I saw last <laughs> night, you know, then they'll never come again. But like 
for the most part, it seems like people people are going to want to return to these to these events, especially when your guys' names are on it and yeah. you've made the effort exactly. on the forefront. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To to have them involved to some kind of capacity. Yeah, it took a lot of work to get to this point, and um, <laughs> you know, we don't expect everyone to really care for what it took to get to this point. As long as they see where we are now, that's perfectly fine. Just keep coming to our events. But um, the whole time in between getting the fines and Eyes Over Albany 2 was a very long and difficult road. road. Um, There's a lot of, it's a very competitive DJ economy up here Mm. for a good reason. Um, There's not a lot of venues but there's a lot of DJs, so it's it's a bit oversaturated. A lot of these guys have been OGs. You know, they've been DJing for 20 years. They, they should get precedence, which is mm-hmm. completely fine. And um, when we first stepped into the scene, they were like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. yeah. It was through dance that we started connecting with the DJs and then throwing our own events that a lot of these guys now are like, I see you guys are killing it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you guys are on Elements. And um, they're very supportive of us now. But, you know, we had to bust our ass and... um. Shout out, just a rewind just a little bit after getting the fine. Of course. And um, getting into our first location, our boy Brian, shout out to Eyes Overall, or um, Eyes Overall, Eyes Everywhere. That's his artist group name. Mm-hmm. They actually have a song with John Summit. Check him out. <laughs> shout out to Brian, who put us in touch with a local bar in Troy called the Whiskey Pickle. And they were the ones who really took us in and gave us our first opportunity. And they're like, house music? Hell yeah, come on in. Well, you guys need like some dates. Like we'll book you next weekend. We'll Absolutely. book you a month from now. And they're the ones who really gave us that foot in the door into the local economy and uh, made us feel welcome. They promoted us. Um, they let us do whatever we wanted or whatever we wanted to play. They didn't care if it was top 40s, who it catered to. They're like, come in, do your thing. And uh, we we're able to slowly start to build our fan base just from that place. Yeah. 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 So to this day, Whiskey Pickle is one of our favorite venues. You know, they're so open. You can go in there. If you want to do straight techno for three hours, you can. If you want to do, if you want to come in and play a violin for three hours, they they are down for anything. And if it wasn't for them, we, I don't think we would be where we are now. Absolutely. I would 100% agree to that. I think Whiskey Pickle was game changer for us up here. Um, it it, it kind of just showed everybody like you can have like a, a house gig up here, you know, and venues willing to host it, you know. Uh, so shout out to James and everybody at the Whiskey Pickle. You guys have been amazing to this, you know. So love you guys. <laughs> and moving on from there, as of course, as we start getting into DJing is when like 20 other DJs have to mm. pop up the scene, which we love everybody so much. But, it, you know, when you only have the Whiskey Pickle in a couple other places, and they they want to give everyone a chance, so they have to cycle through 10, 15 DJs. Yeah. Um, we would get an event, like, once every four months it got to the point, and we're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, everyone's going to forget about us. It was that point that we were like, well, let's throw our own event. Mm-hmm. And um, the first one we tried back at Lake George, and, like, no one showed up, yeah. <laughs> which it's right. Like you're saying, having to build rapport. Mm-hmm. People are still like, well, I can just go see these guys at the Whiskey Pickle next month. I'm not going to go yeah. up there. Uh, so we had a couple events that were complete flops, but I feel that's the best way to learn, you know, through trial and error. And we're grateful for those flops because it taught us what we did wrong, what we need to fix for the next one. And then it wasn't until we threw our first boat party that we finally sold out. That's right. And then we're able to do that the next year. 
and then a third one. Yeah, we did three and then, you know, slowly started to grow. And there's still nights that if we're playing out somewhere, people don't come. It still happens. You know, yeah. we're still the economy up here, especially for house music. It's, it's challenging. There's not a lot of house music heads, yeah. but, um, our goal was to throw fun events like Eyes Over Albany that even if you're not fully into house music, again, who doesn't love a sunset? Who doesn't mm. love being on a skyscraper? Mm. There's other there's other perks to this. There's other that. perks. <laughs> who doesn't love, you know, two bars? Like, so we have to think more outside of just, you know, it's not about us. It's not about we want to force house music down people's throats. We want to throw good parties. Yeah. So we're finally able to build up to this point. We're super grateful. Awesome. Awesome. And I think you guys have a great attitude surrounding it that you know that you know maybe an event here and there will will flop yeah. you know and it's yeah. not like it'll crush you or anything right. like that you've been through it before been through it you've yeah. you've you've seen like the progression is not is not here it's like an upward trend like yeah. this so you're always going to have your lows yeah. on on a on a scale on a uh, on an angle that is projected you know forward and up yeah, so exactly um i think that that comes with experience to not like you know, bash yourself too hard for the for the times that you do flop because you know, like a a sold out show yeah. at an observation deck is right around the corner. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so you know, sometimes it's natural we beat ourselves up. Like, hey, no one came out to support. But at the same time, we're like, we've only been doing this for like three years. Like, mm-hmm. Once we get to ten years, you know, that's a different story. Fifteen years, we'll be. You know, we have time. Like you said, it's just a, a gradual growth. Mm-hmm. Because if we start up here when it's low, it's gonna we're gonna feel it. So we're grateful for just gradual growth, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And like the the ebbs and flows, the like the lower parts make it even better for when you have exactly. like the highs, right? Exactly. Like, you know, what is life without both? <laughs> exactly. You know, if everything is just going like according to plan, then it's not. It's the the emotional ups and downs. Yeah. It's sometimes like the joy of life too. It makes like the good parts that much exactly. better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You grow a, a different appreciation for like event like Eyes Over Albany. I think we played two weeks ago, maybe at Phillies, and um, it was a very quiet night. You know, kind of just it just happens. Mm-hmm. You know, even sometimes with the best promotion, people want to go somewhere else. And the people that usually come out to our events, they usually roll in a group. So. If, couple people want to go to a different club the whole group's gonna go there and so it's cool it it really gives you a different appreciation when an event does sell out yeah yeah absolutely um i just want to kind of i just want to insert this and i don't i don't mean it to um you know put you guys in a weird position to answer in in any type of way but with the, the struggles that you do have in albany has there ever been like a thought of like hey, we should go and play somewhere other than, you know what I mean? We should go to New York or we should go to Philly or, you know, wherever else like that they're, I don't know if Philly has has that good of a scene, but. Um, they do, yeah. Um, but has that ever been like a thought in, in your. Absolutely. in your? Yeah, that's that's our plan. Um, I've done a couple of events in New York City, I'm booked for a couple in Boston. Um, Eventually, that's the goal. Like we talk about, we want to play overseas. Mm. Um, we have Elements Festival coming up. We're both playing in uh, Pennsylvania next month. So looking forward to that. But mm-hmm. right now, while we're here, we really want to grow the community in Albany. So like, mm-hmm. it would be amazing to play more events in New York City. But like, what's that doing for our people back home? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because 
it's so easy and it, it happens to us. So we know the feeling where we have an event one night, but everyone's like, we're going to the Brooklyn Mirage. Mm. Like, what? You could drive three hours or you could stay right here. We could throw, you know, the same yeah. vibe. So we don't want to really do that to other people. You know, it's cool. That's the goal eventually. But right now, like we want to build something here that's sustainable, put some other DJs on. That way, when we go do some New York City, some Boston, yeah. some Philly mm-hmm. events, like there's a solid group of DJs who can hold down some house events here. Yeah, they've got a platform. Yeah, like, hey, we set up this boat party. These guys are holding it down. We're going to do something else. And it's very um, self-sustaining. Got it. That's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. I would say um, even from the very beginning, our goals was probably most, we wanted to like sort of branch out eventually. Mm -hmm. But uh, thankfully we had a more like realistic um, understanding of the situation. There was no way we were going to play the biggest clubs the first day, you know? So we said, let's start out small. Let's build locally, you know? Mm -hmm. Because... Without a local scene, you're you're kind of just in the dark, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so build from the bottom up and work your way up and have something back at home, you know. You don't it, like so if you do play out, you know, like is everybody gonna leave eventually, you know? Right. So you want to have a home base and build a family, pretty much, you know, build a family, dance family, music family, build the scene locally, man. Yeah, something you can always return to. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like a like a central hub. Yep. Um, I think that's I think that's very admirable that you guys want to find that balance between serving your local community, mm-hmm. and, but also branching off and trying to be professionals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, re- regarding this and giving yourself the exposure that you need yep. to take it to take it that seriously, but then also kind of you know, like I said, balancing balancing the two because yeah, of course we we can all be. You know, local local DJs mm-hmm. for our scene for the rest of our lives. Exactly. Right. But I don't know. I don't know how far you can be propelled forward, especially if you're not producing and, and things of right. that nature as well. Um, if you're not going outside of of that local scene, at least like in your own region, at least nation nationwide to promote to promote yourself. Yeah. So striking striking, you know, how much you want to apply to each effort mm-hmm. is probably more of an art than a science. Oh yeah. And it seems like you guys are being very methodical about how you're going about it as well. Yeah, you definitely have to be. It's um like my mentor say you got to be in it for the long game, you know. Um I think the thing for us, especially if we're trying to get more out of state, even out of country gigs that maybe a lot of other local DJs don't realize. But again, I had a mentor. I went through Cosmic Academy, which is like an artist development program. And we share all the intel together. Mm. Sorry, Cosmic Academy. (laughs) (laughs) Not all the intel, but like, you know, we are in this as like a duo, basically. Yeah, it's it's not like you're you're not giving him like all the videos and, you know, everything. Well, they they also post all their content on YouTube for the public now. Mm. I send them the videos, but um, a lot of the local scene, from my perspective, they don't realize that you know, sometimes you have to give up the out-of-state gig for something locally. Yeah. For now, you know, you got to play the long game because when you do want to pitch to a big club and they're, they're going to be like, who the fuck are you? What can you sell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of these guys are going to be like, well, I don't know. Like, I, I think I could sell tickets. As instead, if we were to pitch and they're like, well, who the fuck are you guys? What can you do? Well, we sold out two 200-person event at a skyscraper, you mm-hmm. know, in our in our city that has little to no scene, it's a different leverage that you can bring to these clubs. Throwing, being the hometown hero, 
or just kind of just throwing yourself out there. And, you know, a promoter is not going to give you a chance if, if they don't think you can sell. But we've proven ourselves locally, and um, we just had to grow from there. Our next plan is to sell out a 400-person venue and then hopefully move up to a 500 and a 1,000. Once we get to that point, we will be flexing on these other <laughs> venues. I, I hate to, you know, be the one, but, like, hey, guys, we sold $1,000 or 1,000 tickets, you know. Mm-hmm. We believe we can offer this for your show. So mm-hmm. a lot of DJs kind of just want to go from zero to 100. Oh, yeah. When yeah. right now we're still at like 20. So like mm-hmm. it's, you got to be in it for the long game. And we're very con- aware of that. And um, it's an endless battle. You know, it's like two steps forward, one step back. Cause you get to skip out on an event to stay local, mm-hmm. two steps forward, one step back. But you know, in a, the next two, three, four years, we're hoping that it all pays off. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think you, you slowly have to build like your EPK, exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and just yep. show what you've done in the past and for the audience that might not know an EPK is essentially a resume for for a DJ just um, giving listing all the events and the caliber of of those events and who you're who you're a support for for different headliners who you headlined for all your promotional stuff Um, but the more the more that a promoter sees that is impressive on that EPK is probably going to just serve you in getting those those larger gigs. And so I'm sure that has helped you guys with getting positions at, at the elements, uh, festival. Yes. Can you guys, cause that's, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty notable, uh, festival that you guys will be attending and playing at. Yeah. Um, can you kind of just, uh, briefly just tell us about how you, how you guys got in, into that position to be able to play uh, alongside like seven lions and like all these like huge, John like Summit, Skrillex. Yeah, yeah. Like all these huge artists. Um, a couple key points there. One, just being a cool person mm. will get you miles ahead of someone who is headlining gigs, but they're a douchebag. So being cool people, being out in the scene, going out and dancing. We met a lot of cool people. We met the, um, the booking agent for Elements. Mm. Shout out to Olaf, who took a chance on us. He's like, you guys are releasing a lot of music. We see you guys coming down here. You guys kill it on the dance floor. You're cool people. Um, he took a chance on us. Yep. So he he booked us. I went down and hung out with him. Um, I did a couple events with him in New York. And um, just being a cool person, really, he could see that we're really serious about our craft. You know, we put out a lot of music. We get a lot of signings. Um, anytime him or anyone else reaches out, you know, we have no problem just helping them, giving them advice, feedback on music. Just being a cool person, man, it gets you so far. It really does. Yeah. I mean, we I, I promise you this, like we could not have sold out any of these events if we were like the opposite of where we are. Like mm. just a bunch of <laughs> shitty people, you know, yeah. like just really, people. really bad dancers. <laughs> bad dancers, shitty people. Like nobody wants to be around that, you know, it's just giving a positive vibe, positive energy, you know, and be humble. humble, go out, support people. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the biggest takeaway. You know, it get you so far. It got us on elements. I don't know. Yeah. It's not what you know, it's what you can prove. That's what my mentor always says. And, yeah. you know, I think we have a pretty good recipe. We go out, we try to support whenever we can. Absolutely. We don't ask for anything in return, you know, support's free. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, if he, 
he or anybody shoots us some music for feedback, like we'll help. You know, some people will be like, "Oh, that'll, that'll be a hundred dollars." Like, you want my feedback? I'm a god. Like, no, yeah. and like, just be a cool person. Exactly. And that's that's gotten us a lot of opportunities. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and your in your you know local community, I'm sure, but then also you know things that branch outside of that, yeah, such as such as this festival. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I, I kind of want to, I think we've talked a lot about the, the struggles that have, you know, gone into this and things like that. But like, I, I kind of want to get into the transformations that have occurred in your, in your uh, dancing careers, in your, you know, music production and DJ careers. How has this, how has this changed um, each of you guys to have all the opportunities that you have to, to pound the pavement and to build something essentially out of nothing here in the Albany scene? How have you guys really changed as as people and like with the travel that you guys have gone like in these past, like, let, let's say, you know, um, four years or so, you know, about that time where you started, you know, a, a lot of these endeavors. Yeah. So um, I would definitely say it's uh, taught us to like, just never give up, man. Mm-hmm. There's going to mm-hmm. be like impossible things like Alex mentioned earlier. People were doubting that we could throw an event at the Corning Tower, you know, but through perseverance, just not giving up. Mm-hmm. It just showed everybody else, like, yo, you know, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. It's definitely also, like, matured our styles a bit. You know, we stopped taking things so seriously, you know? Like, when things were going down, there was, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, that, again, just not giving up, you know? Just let loose, give, you know? Mm-hmm. Have a good time. Enjoy the process, you know? Enjoy the process. Uh, it's good things to come. <laughs> yeah, to piggyback of what Bosch said yeah just it really made us mentally tough don't give up because there's been plenty of times where we're like do we really want to do this because (laughs) when you know you hit rock bottom and we've had events where we both like lost a thousand dollars because we (laughs) rented out this whole thing and didn't sell out it's like well you know I'm already struggling like is this really what we want to do Mm -hmm. and then you know um this guy's always had my back, you know, and I have his the best I can. <laughs> but we're always like, you know, we'll always pump each other up. Like, yo, we got this. Exactly. The next yeah. one, we got this. And we've done that for the past, you know, four years. And it's gotten us pretty far. And like he said, stop taking yourself so seriously. Once yeah. we started doing that, we realized, you know, we're not doing open heart surgery. This is the <laughs> entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. We should be having fun. You know, nothing is really that serious about what we're doing. Um, it's all for fun. That's the whole like premise of you yeah. know the nightlife scene. Mm-hmm. Once we realized that, it really just it transformed our mindset into just a better place. Like um, we will sell out if we're not pushing so hard. If we make it fun, if we make our own cool flyers, if we go out and dance. Um, I think it made us. It humbled us out a lot. Um, it made us appreciate like other local DJs more and may us appreciate the hard work that really goes into the nightlife scene, especially in the area. Shout out to all the the bartenders, the venues, the promoters, because it's hard. We have um, a city up here called Saratoga. That's kind of like the college town. So that's where everyone wants to kind of flock towards. They have like very cool venues, um, outdoor patios. So because of that, and right now, it's what they call racetrack season. So the racetrack up there opened up. So people from all over the, the country go there, and the clubs are, like, popping, lines out the door. Mm. So all the other venues kind of struggle a little. 
So it really made us appreciate all the hard work that has to go into it. Because sometimes we used to be like, well, it's your fault. You're not promoting. Mm. Now that we're in the industry, we've seen it, we've done it. We're like, we understand. Like, yeah. what can we do to help? Exactly. One of the places we play, we ask the guy, like, what can we do to help? Let's, let's build something else. So it's given us a deeper appreciation that really so much hard work that people don't see. Mm-hmm. In the, specifically the local industry, but just, you know, the whole nightlife industry in general. And just to go back to what Alex said earlier, you know, we're still only at, like, only at 20 uh, from that 100, you know, mm-hmm. so through this whole thing, we're still learning, like, what works, what doesn't work, how do we get better at this, do we need to um, maybe change the team up a little bit, do we need to bring somebody in, and just how to overall improve, you know, because, again, we're not at the end of it, you know, we're still probably just even at the beginning, you know, and so... There's still a long way to go off, you know? 100%. Just can't give up. Yeah. It, it really made us focus on support. That's the biggest Absolutely. thing, too. Absolutely. Um, before, and it, it goes both ways, you know? Before, when we were first starting, we just wanted to jump on every lineup that we could. And when someone wouldn't book us, we... <laughs> but I'm Tell me DJ. why. Tell me why. I Can released you- one song. What do you mean? <laughs> I guess, I mean, now we're like, no, we... Like, no one knew who we were. It wasn't, like I said, until we started coming out, you know, every weekend to these people's events. We would get the dance floor hype. We would just show the DJ mad love. Now a lot of these DJs, um, if they can't make it, we're usually the first ones to ask to cover. Mm -hmm. Or if they have something, uh, shout out to Kenny and Sugar Productions, who's there last night. He reaches out for us. He booked us for, uh, if you're familiar with DJ Bijou. Mm-hmm. He's like a no. G house. He's more G house. Yeah. Um, he's a pretty big name in the G house scene. He Got booked it. him up here and he reached out to us first. Like, yeah, I want you guys on this lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really made us focus on support. And again, it goes both ways. So the people who don't come out to support us. Yeah. We got, we got our <laughs> eyes on you. <laughs> I it's a, the biggest advice I can give somebody is if you're trying to make it out here, please be the first to support mm. because you better believe that you will be remembered, man. You and will. They'll come back to you like, you know, and with better even possibly, you know, so support, man, support, support, support. Support is free. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hate to be that guy, but, if, and we know who, I'm not going to say any names, but we know who you are. <laughs> and some of you DJs have come to zero of our events and so we will not book you. It's all love, but you know, we can only grow this community by supporting each other. Same thing with exactly, dance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The, the reciprocity that's that's it, yeah, involved exactly. with it. Like it's not, it's synergistic. It's not, exactly. it's not zero sum. Like you gave me one point and then therefore I give you exactly, another one point. Yeah. It's like, nah, you gave me one point and that actually gives you two points. You know, I'm going to give you one point. Now we're both at four. You know what yeah, I mean? It, gr- yep. it grows. Hopefully people can follow that math, but um, right, right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there is, there's a, that those collaborative efforts, whether that just be support, you know, it goes, it goes much further than what people actually think at the end yeah, of the day. Because it can't be just take, take, take. You yeah. Know, you got to give and take. And then from there, you just sort of build off of one another. Mm-hmm. It's the best way it's, to build this. That's thing. the thing. If you're not giving, unfortunately, you are taking. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like you said, it's got to be synergistic or else the industry ends up being cannibalistic. If you're mm-hmm. like, well, these guys aren't going to book me. I'm going to go play here and I'm going to get all my people here. So yeah. then you end up having a electronic community of 100 people instead of 100 people in one place. You have 10 here, yeah. 10 here, yes. 20 here. And then people walk into the club. They're like, you know, there's this no one here. This isn't a thing. Why yeah. would we book another house <laughs> DJ here when you can only bring 10 people? You know, mm-hmm. so it's um, support, support, support. It's free. 
Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. Just a quick anecdote from from my side uh-huh. of the house. So there's um, in Denver, they call it um, Steam Thursdays, where we get, we go to. It's a dive bar, um, but there's multiple rooms that have different decks um, set up, different genres in each room, and um, I think a lot of people turn their eye to Steam Thursdays because it's it's typically only local DJs. Like mm-hmm. on the top floor, they'll have maybe a headliner, but most nights not. Um, and but it's honestly like the best place to go and network. And and exactly. for the it's five dollar entry. If you know one of the DJs that are yeah. playing, you get free guest list. So there's like honestly no reason not to go. And shame on me because like sometimes I don't go. You know I don't go um, when I'm not when I'm not playing. Um, but I, I know that I I should be, and I know that I should be um, supporting. And you know I, I I I definitely do. If there's absolutely nothing going on, like sometimes it's it's a lot. I'm gonna stop making excuses for myself. <laughs> but it's like the best place to to network. Some friends that do a better job than me go and they'll they'll just like hit up a dj who is on the decks and just be like dude that was a six set let's exchange contact information month month later they get invited exactly. to, to be on exactly. to be on a lineup yeah. you know what i mean in a in a at event at an event that is more is more um their thing their vibe than um than what steam would have been right. you know time and time again but that's a good platform for everyone to come together Sweet. and and to connect in that way and like that's kind of where the i think the magic happens you know what i mean and so it's like yeah i don't think you guys are bashing anyone i think you're just encouraging like prop you know proper behavior for everyone to win <laughs> you yeah, know what i mean yeah <laughs> and our version of that is the whiskey pickle it's like a dive bar very cool people go there network um and yeah, yeah, you, no one has like a every weekend commitment to come out to support. Sometimes all it takes is one. You yeah. Know, just yeah. show your face, say what's up, mm-hmm. repost the event, uh, maybe send the, the DJ a DM. Like, like you said, Absolutely. like, yo, you killed it. That goes, that speaks volumes compared to just never showing up and then hitting us up like, hey, why haven't you booked me? <laughs> Which we get that. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> the, the community is already kind of struggling up here it's very small as it is but uh, we need a little more collaboration is all but it's a very you know the electronic scene has gone through so many phases up here it's been a lot around for a long time shout out to true master he's been a curator in in the scene for a long time but um it's still like kind of in, in its infancy so it's understandable we still have a lot of growing to do but uh we're getting there Got it. And, and so with that, what are, um, what are your guys' goals kind of moving forward? Like what's, what's the plan in the next year or two to up what you've already kind of achieved um, in, in this scene? Um, definitely make it bigger, man. Bigger mm-hmm. and better. Make the scene bigger and better. Um, they got to build a bigger skyscraper. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> yeah, ten more floors. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you cap that one out. Like, what else can you do? <laughs> we need the whole building this time. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, as far as like local events, obviously get bigger and better. Um, more dancers involved because we love it when people dance, man. That's literally our main goal. Mm. So, for example, if I'm DJing and I see that I can't rock the crowd too well, I'll I'll pass the controls over to uh, Jungle Punk and then I'll go out there and I'll start, you know, throwing some moves out, try mm-hmm. to get people more engaged, you know. So, I always see it more as a teamwork thing rather than just a, a me, 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 you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, having the right team mm-hmm. is super crucial. 
And then like uh, as far as artists, you know, as producers and everything, obviously I want to get more signatures, like more signings to labels, um, some dream labels perhaps, and play uh, overseas gigs. Mm -hmm. so get get noticed in that absolutely. in that regard. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we have a lot of different avenues and a lot of different goals. I would say locally, like Bosch was saying, we also teach uh, breaking classes for mm -hmm. adults and kids. So we're trying to grow more dancers out here. So to be able to have more dancers, our own people on the floor, mm -hmm. it's like goal number one. Goal number two, I would say to sell out twice as big of a venue. Mm -hmm. So 400 people, I, I think by the end of this year, maybe. If not, <laughs> next year for sure. Um, I would say a big goal is to be able to get to the point where we could uh, bring a headliner in, mm -hmm. you know, so finally we're at a point that we're in good standings with a lot of the venues up here. Most of the DJs, uh, a lot of people like we know and respect each other. So I think we could definitely make it happen. Um, we're, there's a lot of good production teams up here. So we we'll hopefully collaborate with them, get the budget for it and bring some kind of big headliner, Tech House, Techno. Hmm. Um, let's get Matt Cesari up here. Matt Cesari, <laughs> if you're listening, Yo. give us one year. That would be sick. Yeah. <laughs> and then other than that, like Bosch was saying, um, sign, sign to some dream record labels. Um, hopefully two festivals next year. Got Maybe it. Maybe Ibiza. <laughs> let's go let's go make it, make it happen yeah <laughs> yeah amazing i know um um was it sinclair he said he goes to ibiza every single year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. maybe just piggyback with him yeah yeah right <laughs> see what's going on awesome awesome and so this is a this is a shuffle podcast obviously we encompass a lot more than that but do you guys have any goals related to to shuffling other than you know there is the, by by virtue of what you guys are doing, you're kind of building a, a a community for shufflers to be a part of as well. Just the the nature of mm -hmm. the music that you're playing and the events that you're throwing, yep. it then gives a platform for shufflers to to roll up. And you know what I mean? Like um, I was talking to Jake last night. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he's a shuffler, and he, we, we were getting down as well. And he was telling me like he wants to have more organized meetups and and things yeah. like that. But that's like that's perfect if you guys are holding an event mm -hmm. or if he wants to throw a meetup or something like that and and then he needs DJs or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. guys can be a part of it. You guys know the vibe. You guys know it gets people moving. So it's like it's a it's a synergist like a, like I said, a synergistic yeah. relationship yeah. that can be made um, for for those communities as well. But so I, I digress. Um, there, you guys have any um, shuffle related uh, goals, you know, moving forward. Uh, absolutely. Um, I look at myself personally as a dancer mm -hmm. before a DJ, you know, um, dancer, producer, then DJ. Um, Jake, like the person you mentioned, mm -hmm. a lot of these people we've met just being outside dancing, you know, just we Lake George, the spot we mentioned earlier, just dancing out there, having fun. He came along and he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm a shuffler too, you know, and so we started throwing down and from there you, you build like that. So, of course, I want to um, like I said, I can't have house or techno without shuffling. You know? so <laughs> I, I need to get better, you know. Got I, it. I plan on getting better at shuffling yeah, all around. I would definitely love to throw like shuffle meetups. Ooh. I'm not that good. Bosch is good. Jake's okay. good. <laughs> and um, it would be cool. You know, again, we know a lot of venues now. It's pretty easy to set up 
a shuffle meetup. You know, we know plenty of spaces. Even um, the bottom of Corning Tower and the the plaza below. Oh yeah, that's the floor nice. is really cool, and anyone can meet up there. We could definitely organize something. Absolutely. But we need some leaders in the community who um, have like a following, have the steps. We need a patty out here. <laughs> but um, there's a. You know who you are. <laughs> the shuffle teacher and leader. We need you to step up, step up, come out to an event. I know she's she's super busy. She's she's apologized. She was supposed to come out and something always comes up, but it's all right. We need a leader to really that we can collaborate with and really just mm-hmm. build a community because she has a lot of adult students and she's dope. They're all dope. Um, one of them used to come out and she ended up moving. But uh, we would love to co- collaborate, make some kind of shuffle meetup. And that's the only way to grow, you know. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what shuffling is, so we have to show them. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of people didn't know what breaking was, you know. Um, yeah. Especially like kids, the parents are like, well, is he going to break his arm? That's, that's <laughs> not what this is about. Yeah. But um, some people just have to see it, you know, to understand what it is and yeah. just need a leader to step up and uh, help us out. Mm-hmm. All right. And I would um, add to that, um, they, like music and Dance and specifically in our case, shuffling, they really do go hand in mm-hmm. hand. 100%. So I see it as like from our side, like a bit foolish to not promote the shuffling side of it, you know, because it gives the people, the attendees, the dancers um, a more stronger connection to the music. You mm-hmm. know? So if you're just standing there, just two seconds, whatever, that's cool. But like if you had some more shufflers here, you know, just really showing what the whole culture is about is music and this dance you know this house techno the shuffling you know it's, it's more to it you know so it goes hand in hand yeah we, we've had so many people saying this i like this music but i don't know how to dance to it <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, so man. many times our boss should be shuffling and someone will come hey can you show me some steps real quick so if we had some good leaders in yeah. the community who can you know set up some more classes set up some meetups like we have the venue space um we just need someone else to kind of help us take charge there's only so much we can do um, I'm definitely not at the level that I can teach Bosch could, but you know, we're pretty busy, like setting up events mm-hmm. with the music, yeah, you know, we just oh, need someone, someone to step up is all. That's all we're asking. Got <laughs> it. Got it. I think that's a good call to action. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah like you, know? you, you guys are only two people. You yeah. can only do so much for the community and yourselves. Cause like, yeah. that's important too. Cause if you're not, if you're not working on yourself, then you cannot you cannot be able to reach back and, and grab the community and bring right. it, bring them up. You right. know what I mean? So it's like, you do need other leaders, we do. you know what exactly. I mean? To like, you can't be doing shuffle meetups and, and these events and going and, and playing at these festivals yeah. and yeah. trying to get signed to late. Like it's just, it, there's only so much time in the day exactly. and there's only so much like enthusiasm that you can place into yeah. each bucket. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, and uh, we never want to get to a point where we're just stretching ourselves too thin. Because yep. we've been there and it gets you to a point like, do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. And um, no, we don't want to get to that point again. Uh, we want to be able to, you know, even share the, not the burden, but um, just share this. With the load. Someone. The load. Yeah, that, share the load. There yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> share the load with other people who are willing to kind of step up and help mm-hmm. us out. And even if we turn it into like a class, like shuffling class with music. Like even a free event or something like that. Um, yeah, we just need other people to step up is all. And you know, I, I can really appreciate that because and it's not it's not like you're just asking for someone to do work. Like stepping up and being a leader in your category or in your lane is really rewarding. Like yes. if you're the person who put together that shuffle meet 
and you know people are they've got you guys bumping music and they're stepping back and they're seeing a bunch of new yeah, shufflers and veteran yeah. shufflers getting down to you guys and they're the ones that organized it they're that's not zero that's that's not negative one for for all of the effort that they put into. They're getting a lot out of exactly. that. I'm seeing Absolutely. that like, wow, I put this I together. I put this together. I taught them those moves. <laughs> yeah. I taught them that and they took it and they flipped it and they're being creative. Like, yeah, it's so rewarding. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure you guys see that with the events that you're that you're doing with yeah. all the smiley faces and, and all that stuff. And yeah. And I love what you said about um, just get, getting a bunch of dancers involved, whether that be shuffling, breaking, or whatever else. Because when they come to your guys' events, and I always say this, like, one shuffler is an oddity. Like, everyone's just like, what is he right. even doing? You know, um, it might be impressive or whatever, but it's like not, they, it's, it's not fully that individuals aren't aren't really placing them in any kind of like category right. like this that's something that i want to do or that's something that um i want to be a part of yeah two shufflers it's a it's a little bit more like oh okay like i i see what's going on especially if they start like mirroring and stuff oh, but then over two shufflers if it's a group yeah and and outside viewers see and this goes for breaking too. Like, don't Absolutely. don't let me make this exclusively about shuffling. But once they see the interactions between all the dancers, how much fun they're having, yeah. how they're hyping each other up, how they're just contributing to the vibes of the event in general, Absolutely. that's when people are like, I want to do that. That's I want to be a part of that. That's when you get pulled to the side to yeah. like start doing, you know, teach me how to do that yes. move. Absolutely. When's your next meetup? Yeah. When's your next class? Like there's a, there's a um, inflection point or a, um, a critical mass that needs to occur. Like, right, yeah. you know what I mean? Three or plus, I feel yeah, like is like sure. the, the magic number before people yeah. are like, this is a thing. I want to be a part of it. Let's go. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. So you know, it's the same thing with us. You know, this guy could do some really amazing stuff, breaking, hopping on one hand, yeah. flares, flips. So him, <laughs> I seen it. him seen going it. out by himself, like you know, like people will see it and everyone's just backs up. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then no one wants to dance yeah. after that. It's like intimidation. But if I go in after him or the other guy, Rock Shock or Mahad, and they see like four of us doing it, then people are like, hey, yeah. then people will go in and like feel a little more relaxed. But it's, yeah, it's just like you were saying, one person going in, everyone's kind of just like, <laughs> I'm going to wait. Yeah. yeah I'm not yeah. going to dance anymore. But. Because because now it's like, okay, are we one-upping each exactly. other? Or yeah, like they're, yeah. they're not sure. And like, even if that's not the intention, that's kind of what's going on Naturally, in everyone's head. Yeah. Like, I need to be, the next person has to be better than, right. than this person. It even happens to me. I'm like, okay, he's doing yeah. air flares. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go in and shovel. Like, <laughs> so... So, but I, I think you guys did, number one, I think you guys did a great job with that last night where it was, there was no expectation for right. what the next person was supposed yep. to do. Like maybe the next person was just going in and being goofy. Like so I, I cool. went on my head and started twerking. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, like, sometimes you just got mm -hmm. Yep. No expectation. Like you said. <laughs> and, and then, and then you guys did a great job. Cause I, I feel like the, this is a problem at shuffle meetups. This is a problem at clubs or whatever of breaking the circle. Like mm. sometimes you need to break the yeah. circle afterwards. Like if there's, if there's no one that's then contributing to it yeah, because maybe they feel yeah. insecure or whatever, then it's like, let's get, let's yeah, all dance yeah, together. You know what I mean? It's not about individuals it's about us yeah. now you know what i mean yeah. like we're all here having this experience together it's exactly. not that this guy show or that guy show or me show yeah. it's all of us you know yeah. what i mean so and i saw that firsthand you got so you guys did a really good job of curating that kind of environment yeah. for your event you know yeah. so yeah and that's yep. a that's an art in itself and um Absolutely. we made that sure 
it, you know, people don't realize this. It's a big part of the, the dancer's job, the DJ's job. And since we're both, you know, we had a meeting beforehand. So we made sure everyone knew like, yeah, like everyone, we want everyone to be super creative and showcase yourself, but we have to focus on keeping the dance floor yeah. as packed mm-hmm. as possible. So mm-hmm. if we need to change something out, we have to adapt, you know? So if we see people stop dancing, if we see too many people going to the bar, Maybe we need to break the circle. Maybe we need yeah. to ease back. Maybe one of the DJs has to play something a little more relatable just to get people back. So it's, you know, your brain is constantly just yep. analyzing. Yeah. Constantly pulling throughout this the whole lever. night. Yeah. Pulling yeah. that lever. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like a D, it's like a DJ board in exactly. itself. Like, all right. Then by like <laughs> 9 p.m., then we're able to chill. Yeah. <laughs> like by the end of the night, but the, the whole time we're like, why is everyone going? Where, where is everyone going? <laughs> we got to get it back. I'm going to put on this TikTok talk. <laughs> like, you know, it's, but it is, it just comes with the territory. And we've learned, you know, because yeah. we were the ones who would go out there and just start doing a bunch of stuff and no one would dance. And we're like, yeah. hmm, we did our job. Everyone yeah. knows we're the best. Like, yeah. oh, so stupid. <laughs> you know, so it comes with, like Bosch said before, just uh, maturing. Maturing. Yeah. yeah. I would definitely say to go off from that, like, let's go back to when I said to like just relaxing a bit, loosening up, you know. Don't try to make it seem so serious, man. Mm-hmm. We're all here to party. We're not here to battle one another, you know? Like, especially from a b-boy mentality, like, it's all about battling. I want to battle that guy. I want to battle that It took me a really long time to learn. Like, it's not about battling anymore, man. Let's just party. Let's just have a good time. If we've got to break the yeah. circle, let's show that we can yeah. be goofy, man. I because usually go out there and serious. twerk, and then yeah. usually... <laughs> <laughs> that just gets the nonsense just going. Gets the- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome, guys. I know that question started as like, where you guys want to take this? But I think what what we just spoke about was (laughs) a okay. You know what I mean? Just like, just really giving the details as to how you guys go about like making your events what they what they are. I think I think it's a very good insight for. for Yeah, we want to take those principles like no matter what the event is. You know, most events we'll most likely do together. Even a large-scale festival, one of us is going to be out there hyping everyone up. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still going to be all the same principles, just on a larger scale. It's kind of just who we are. It's the way we operate. And um, we just, like Bosch was saying, we don't want to take it too serious. It's just, it's a fun industry. That's our goal is to mm-hmm. have fun. So, yep. you know, don't when you see us in Ibiza, I'm going to still be out there twerking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Nothing will change. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, y'all. So... I think we've had a great talk. I'm going to start wrapping this one up. Sure. Uh, thank you guys again for having me, especially in your home, Alex. This is, this is great. This is thank perfect. You for coming, uh, otherwise, it would have been some dingy uh, Airbnb that I was staying at. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so this is going to be the last portion of the show. And I want to apologize right now because I did not let you guys know. Um, I have a final five. And this is five questions that I ask all the DJ shufflers um, okay. that I have on. So there's a lot of grace involved because I did not let you guys know these <laughs> questions good. beforehand, but hopefully it's a little bit better since you guys have each other. One can yeah. think while the other one, you know, but I think a lot of these you might just be like, oh, yeah, I got it. So, got um, so like I said, five questions that I ask all my guests and um, starting with what is your favorite music genre? Ooh, I'm going to have to go to, I know I produce house, tech house specifically, but um. I go back to uh, what is that genre that even if I'm dead, as soon as they drop it, I just jump out on the dance floor mm. and I go ham. And for me, I'd have to be honest and say that that's going to be techno for me, man. Let's it's, go. This is just that, that <laughs> doom, doom. I just can't get enough of it, man. <laughs> the thing that always get me to the dance floor 
and just holds a very close place in my heart is probably merengue. And growing up, my very mother's well. from Ecuador, being with her family growing up. I could wake up right out of bed and like have that as my alarm clock. Sidestep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 into your yeah, alarm sorry. clock. <laughs> just the land roots, merengue is just always in my blood. Uh, this got to be no, it'll probably anticipate me saying that, but merengue. I might have to start producing some merengue. That'd be cool. Like a yeah, like a how like a how warehouse and merengue uh, intersect. Yeah, you know, right. something like that. Very cool. Okay, next next one for you um, for y'all. What is your favorite place to dance? That can be environment, that can be a physical location, that can be the ambiance, it could be anything. Hey, that's a hard one, honestly. Because <laughs> um, out here, there's, you know, we don't have events like that all the time. So for me, it could even, like I train in the gym a lot, you know, it's, it's, um, or even the grass field sometimes, mm. or um, even like t- tennis courts. To pick a favorite, oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> for me, it's my basement. <laughs> it's just me by myself if i want to just get my draws and just dance no one can see me i have a like little padded floor with mm-hmm. like a linoleum top so yeah, it's like i love the floor i'm so picky about floors when we go out to like a mm-hmm. club if it's too mm-hmm. sticky i hate it if it's too slippery i hate it so my basement <laughs> got it got it you know that it's gonna be the same yeah, every exactly, every time exactly. and yep. the sol- solitude is nice solitude yes, is nice when you're just working on your craft yep. for sure so sorry, I might have to cop out of this. Got one. it. Got it. Oh, well, it, seem, it seems like uh, you have a couple favorite, or you have a you have a couple children that you don't want to say your yeah, favorite yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. So let, let's go tennis court, grass, and uh, what was the other one? Just wherever I need the time to do it. Let's right? go. That, hey, anywhere. that's good to go. That's good to go. <laughs> All right, next one. Um, what has been your favorite set, show, or festival attended? And I will caveat this um, with, since you guys are, you know, DJs and producers, um, it can be what your favorite set, show, or festival you have played at as well. So either attendee or that that you've played. Mine, it's um, a party in New York City called iBoat. And we saw one of my favorite DJs. He goes by David Tort. Um it was just incredible. Um, we were there, I think, as the sun was setting. Um, the Statue of Liberty is just right there. It's like this seven-story, like, mini cruise ship, and we're all on the top open-air open, open air floor. Um, just sitting, just sweating our asses off. Um, it, like, we love all this guy's music. He finally went on. The boat started moving. He's, like, pouring tequila down my throat. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like core memory. Mm. I think that's my absolute favorite favorite set. Yeah, I'm honestly gonna have to go with the same one because I was there too. <laughs> yeah, I was there too. It was just crazy, man. Just the boat parties are just totally different when the sun is setting or the vibes. I'm gonna have to go with the the boat one too. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta get on these boat parties. Dude, it, it's so insane. Good. It's just and then if you want to, there's probably a genre for everybody there's a latin floor there's a hip-hop floor mm. there's like a live band floor you know house on the the top food on one of the floors a bar and it was insane it was just such a dope vibe we're like crying <laughs> like, oh, I'm <laughs> cry. like i love you man yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah it seems like you guys have done had a lot of these core memories together yeah. which is which is pretty cool these are um all right next question for you um, and I'll caveat this one as well. If you don't have, okay, wait, wait, I'll just, I'll just say it. What is your favorite book? And if you don't have a favorite book, you can list like 
a video game, a series, uh, you know, so, okay. something something that is meaningful um, to you that I'm you return to. I'm going to have to go with my favorite video game. And for me, that's going to be, some of y'all might have heard this, some of y'all might have not, but for me, it's Kingdom Hearts, man. Mm. It's for Final Fantasy meets Disney. And that literally, like, over, like, this took over my childhood, man. It, it's left a very big mark on me. And if you, some of you may not even know, Kingdom Hearts 3, the intro was done by Skrillex. It was produced by Skrillex. The, so. I was about to say, the music production in, yeah, is. So, so that's for me, Kingdom Hearts, man. <laughs> yeah, mine's pretty close. My favorite video game is Final Fantasy VII, the original for PlayStation. I don't read books because I have like crippling ADHD. So it's like <laughs> anything longer than a couple sentences, I'm like, Sarah, what does this <laughs> <Yeah>. say? <laughs> like literally, that's the sad part. I just like uh, I usually listen to a lot of videos or audio stuff. I can't I can't sit and read. <laughs> Got it. I get Got there, it. I'm like. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that's good to know that audio is, it, you know, you can you can uh, continue to follow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hope that you'd listen to this after the fact. We'll see. <laughs> awesome. So, okay. So, um, video games, video games. Um, I, I guess why? You know what I mean? Why? Why have they ma- made such a um, mark on you guys? You know the 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 why behind it. Behind the video games? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why, why they resonate? Just a, a cool escape from reality. Mm. Uh, that's always been my thing for video games. It's like the character that I wish I could be if I had like superpowers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't know, something about like the storylines, um, you know, like expertly written out. Um, it's just fun. The bright colors, you know, ADHD. Yeah. Like, wow! yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. The progression, I'm yeah, sure, you, you know, know keeps like you hooked. Seeing, yeah, your character getting stronger. Um, however much time you put into the game, you get that in return. It's just always been like, oh, this is awesome. Got it. Yeah, got it. I'm gonna say the same. It was uh, a lot of things, but perhaps maybe the flair of it. You know, it was. It's just having something to like, like visually there. You know, mm-hmm. I know some people can read a book and like just imagine it all, which is super cool. You know, but for me, I can't really. But uh, it was just the aesthetics of it, you know, just seeing what you can do in this video game. It's just. So one thing in life, you get a retry button. (laughs) Like, oh, I died. (laughs) Try again. Got you, fucker. (laughs) True, true. And hey, you don't know how the uh, fine motor coordination that came from video games might have served you with DJing, with dancing, with all the uh, with all the other stuff. I think it gave us a lot of our humor. We have like a lot of the same. Like, just stupid video game humor. <laughs> like, like, so many references. Like, hey, doesn't that guy look like X, Y, and Z? But, yeah. like, we, we somehow ended up playing, like, the same video games growing up. So, it's just, like, perfect. It's hilarious. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Another thing that you guys connect through. So. Yeah. All right. Last question. And, yeah, I just want to re- reiterate my apology because I feel like this one, you might need a little bit more time to be able to, you know, think about in, in your in your head. So if you need to opt out, totally cool. Okay. But for this one, um, if you could put any message on the main stage production of a large scale festival, let's think EDC Las Vegas or Tomorrowland, what would that message say? There'd be tens of thousands of people viewing it Ooh. at one time um might be cliche for me or uh, for it might have been already said even but uh, i would probably say less violence more dancing 
more music, you know, I, I 100% for me. Spend time with your family. Spend more yeah. time with your family. True. You're not too cool to hang out with your parents. Mm. Like, I, I hang out with my parents all the time. But people are like, you so hang out. <laughs> my, parents, my parents and my brother are like my best friends, you know. Like, mm-hmm. me and my mom go out and do shots of tequila. Like, spend more time <laughs> with your family. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. No, I think that'll resonate with the with the crowd onlookers in this yeah. metaphor or yeah, yeah this metaphor. Um, but also with the with the audience that we're sharing this conversation with right cool. now. Absolutely. So really great, really great stuff, guys. Appreciate it. Wrapping up, um, I've had a great time. Like I said, I just, you know, I just want to reiterate that as well. Um, this has been a great conversation. We, I think we're at like an hour and 30, but it feels like, you know, <laughs> we've, just like been bull- we've just been bullshitting. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I'm sure we could, you know, we could talk, you know, more and more and more, um, but we'll definitely uh, delay some gratification for the next time that so, I come to yeah, Albany yeah, for sure. Or... Or you guys come through to Denver. So. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> That'd be tight. Hell That'd be yeah. tight. But with that, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners before uh, we get out of here? Um, I just want to re- reiterate one more time. And this goes for, you know, DJs, producers, no matter what your craft is, um, anyone who's just trying to excel in their craft, take it to the next level, collaborate and support. That's yeah will take you 90% of the way there. I can guarantee it. You know, my mentors have instilled that upon me. My mentors have thrown 100,000 person events and their mentees are, you know, headlining EDC, headlining, you know, they're in Ibiza. They just follow the same principles, collaborate and support. Yeah. Just, you know, no matter what you're doing, whether you're in fitness, you're in music, you're trying to start your own business, you know, that's going to get you, that's going to get you there. Yeah. Um, I just want to quickly say that I know it's a lot easier to say than to do, but um, just never give up, man. Take things one day, one day at a time. Enjoy the process. Have a solid team behind you guys, somebody that you enjoy working with. Um, take care of your friends, your family, man. Save some time for them. You know, it can't just always be about you. Uh, just have fun, man. Just have fun. Take it easy. <laughs> I have one more thing. Prioritize your health. Yes. Prioritize your fitness. Go to the gym. <laughs> work out. Seriously. Like we, we're training partners too. Or I work out with my wife who's also a trainer. <clears throat> Just, you know, getting the blood flowing, getting the brain pumping. You feel good. When you feel good, you do good. You know, um, a lot of people, especially, you know, the nightlife scene, very drinking focused, very drug focused. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. In moderation, but prioritize your health. If, if you want to be in this for the long run, <laughs> prioritize your health. That's all I got to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the uh, imbalance of sleep and things yeah, like that are very, yeah. very important. Just, just overall, yep, sleep, nutrition, mm-hmm. exercise. If you want to be in whatever you're going to do for the long run, if you want to be around for your family and your friends, mm-hmm. prioritize your health. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that, both of yes, you guys. Yes, sir. I know that this conversation has resonated with a lot of people. Um, where can people find you or connect with you? If they want to reach out, you know, after the episode, um, do you guys have socials or anything you'd like to share? Yeah. Um, Instagram is my biggest social media that I push. You can find me at jungle underscore punk and find me on Spotify at jungle punk. Yep. And myself as well. I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, you can find me 
at Skillaton, that's S-K-I-L-L-A-T-O-N, underscore Bosch, B-O-S-H, and hit me up. <laughs> yeah, and if you saw this, if anything I said resonated with you, please um, shoot me a DM, say I saw you on the Shuffle Curious podcast. I'd love yeah. to talk to you. Absolutely, and he will respond. I can attest to this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and quickly. <laughs> awesome, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much one more time for having me here, inviting me into your home, Alex. I appreciate that. Bosch, you know, inviting me into this scene, you know, being one of the first people to see yesterday. Um, I really appreciate it, gents. We appreciate um, you, man. <laughs> of course, your of energy. course. Here for it. Here for it. But I do have a bus that I need to catch. So we're going to cut this. Um, So thank you, gentlemen. Have a great night. And I hope to see you guys soon. Thank you, Patty. (laughs) Peace. My man. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Shuffle Curious podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show so far. We are past the launch. And I'm so appreciative of the support that the show has received. You guys have really stepped up in a huge way. And I'm eternally grateful for that. I know this is a big ask due to the show just starting um, and it's very much in its infancy, but any and all support would really be amazing from you guys. So I just wanted to come on and list a couple ways that you guys can help out the podcast uh, moving forward. So first and foremost, subscribing to the YouTube channel would be a huge help. Uh, among you know, also sharing and uh, following the show on other social media platforms, Uh, such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but in particular, YouTube uh, will really help increase the visibility of the show and it can help to reach a wider audience as well. In addition to this, uh, leaving a review on anywhere where podcasts are distributed, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, can really leave a positive impression on uh, new listeners and it will help them discover the podcast more readily. Also, um, engaging with the podcast, so leaving comments, uh, participating in social media discussions, and just anything that would really help build a community around the podcast uh, would be of great assistance. And um, please feel free, you know, DM me my my personal Instagram at Patty Creates or the show's Instagram uh, at the Shuffle Curious Podcast with the spaces being uh, underscores. I would love to hear any feedback, any ideas, any uh, discourse around the show. Um, it would be um, an honor to hear you guys out and 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 you know implement implement some of the ideas and, and the feedback that you guys have for me. Also, donating to the podcast directly or purchasing a Shuffle Curious shirt uh, would would help out a lot. Um, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of energy, and unfortunately, money that goes into the podcast. And it will continue to go into the podcast. So let's just get one thing straight here. It's really been a complete joy um, doing the show. And no matter how much or how little monetary assistance the show receives, we'll still be performing the mission of bringing the Shuffle community together. But with a little bit of help, uh, I'll be able to travel more for these interviews, um, buy better equipment, be able to compensate all the amazing people who have made the show a reality and have volunteered their time, uh, things of that nature. So buying a shirt would be much more than buying a shirt. And uh, I don't know if you guys realize, but if I ever saw someone at a festival wearing a Shuffle Curious podcast shirt, you would be my best friend in a huge way. I'd love to see it, um, and I would be—I'd give you a big bear hug. 
So um, you can purchase these shirts on the Instagram bio um, of the show. Um, also the show's website, and then I'll have links in the show notes as well. As for the donation, um, just please, you know, send me a DM if you feel inclined to donate to the show. Um, I will definitely um, entertain that. And if you're so inclined, that would be uh, absolutely amazing. I'm not going to create a button for uh, donating to the show or GoFundMe or anything like that. Um, it, it, it would just be a, a conversation um, between you and I. So, and I, I would, I thank you for that consideration. Um, but lastly, uh, you guys have supported the show just by listening, also listening to this whole outro, um, you know, that that's awesome. You guys rule for, for doing that. And I just cannot understate my appreciation for all of you guys, uh, for being a part of this, uh, crazy ride that it's been so far. Um, so without further ado, uh, I just want, like I said, I wanted to get on, I'll give you guys a couple of ways that you can support. Um, you can run with as many or as little of them as uh, you would like, but um, I thank you, um, you know, regardless for your listenership and support. So uh, with that, I'm going to get out of here. Um, please get out there and dance, stay curious, and I will see you in the next episode, friend.